Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here at Dorian Cody. Is it too early to say Wimby may be a bust? Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm just going to refuse to talk about Summer League in the show because it's <laughs> pointless. <laughs> and BJ Thomas. I can't believe we're starting out like this. <laughs> I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna. You're gonna stop recording. I'm gonna come back and then we'll start all over. We'll again. start all over again. We're I don't just know gonna... what's wrong. I just come on the show and we got twat questions right off the bat. Just <laughs> questions from twats. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, I understand. Dorian's auditioning for his role in ESPN. They've laid off a bunch of people. They have some openings. He's just auditioning. Look, they it's need like, somebody like me on there <laughs> to keep it real. Dorian's throat isn't deep enough to stay on ESPN. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. I take that as a compliment, BJ. I appreciate yeah. it, brother. Thanks. St- Stephen A. Smith and the fucking Challenger Deep over there. Goddamn <laughs> Mariana Trench. Fucking <laughs> Glizzy 3000s, man. I, he knew where, he knew where that sub was before anybody else did. <laughs> right next to his belly button. Got him in Windhorst. <laughs> and then that whole thing, Stephen A. Smith was like a preemptive strike for him to say, "I could be next." He did that was a protective move, is mm-hmm. what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm exactly. so upset that he did it because I was really hoping he'd be next. <laughs> and be banished to some like third rate sports network. I'm so sick of argumentative sports shows. Yeah. Maybe he'll just pull a Bob Huggins. Well, he'll retire or resign and then say he didn't resign. Have y'all mm. have y'all been following that story? Yeah, no, it's, right. it's it's from West Virginia. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite though is, is the school's response of well, the documentary evidence says that you resigned, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, surprised anybody at that school can read. <laughs> Thing is, he, regardless of what, he's going to land on his feet. He, another college is going to have him come in and change their program. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Florida Gulf Coast has a spot for him waiting. <laughs> so, so, gentlemen, we are um, approaching, fast approaching football season. Yes. So we've got our football previews starting this episode. How awesome is that? Well, but before we get to to that, um, I posed a question in the group chat earlier today, and BJ had some good responses, and Dorian, you didn't, so I want to get your your feeling on this. So, mm-hmm. pick a sport, either football, football or basketball, and tell me a athlete that was born in the wrong generation. I'm going to say it's. Okay, yeah, I've, I'm thinking of several. Let's start with football. Football, if you take Barry Sanders and put him in today's NFL. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's – he – like, oh, or you can take – you can even take Jim Brown. Put him in today's NFL. But here's my thing, because I answered Barry Sanders this afternoon – and here's my thing with Barry Sanders. There's one less linebacker in the box. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that means he's got like six more feet of workable space. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, they do all these like zone read handoffs where the offensive line and him are already moving. Exactly. Like there's no there's no way he doesn't have the rushing record if he started his career today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you walked into the NFL today, 
he would average probably 1,700 yards a season easily. And that's that's a conservative estimate. Absolutely. Totally agree. He'd like to go backwards, though, and his affinity for going backwards cost him the rushing record. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like 1,500 negative yards in his career. Yeah, I thought it was funny that there was one one year he crossed 1,000 yards twice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Dude is never short of belief in himself. Nope. Yeah. So I'll give him that. He but had I just and Jerry Rice with these pass interference and cornerback rules. Oh. Like oh. you can't touch him after five yards. Like, and if you Ooh. do, you're getting a flag. And the the oh. amount of attempt the attempts, the throwing attempts per game. Like with, I that, just, with that in mind, what about Dan Marino? Dan Marino, Dan Marino's the reason the league is the way it is right now. Yeah. Ooh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm I'm just thinking of like Dan Marino in today's NFL, and you could give him like let's say, let's say you give him someone even like a DeAndre Hopkins who, who's over the hill in today's NFL, he'll still make it happen. Now, imagine he- Dan, imagine Dan Marino and Tyreek Hill. I was I was going to give you a thought experiment. You replace you take um you take out Kirk Cousins and you drop Dan, a prime Dan Marino onto that roster. That's a Super Bowl. Yeah, hands down. That's a Super Bowl. Hands I fucking down. I don't I don't care what you do to that defense. Exactly. And let's say and let's say if Minnesota still had let's say if the team from last year they had Justin Jefferson they said that they they had a uh they still had Dalvin Cook. Instant Super Bowl. Yeah. Insane. Shit. Madison's probably more of a running back than Marino ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I could list the running backs that Marino had because I was a Dolphins fan. I mean, the best best running back you ever had was Keith Byers. Yeah. Damn. Was that 93, 94? That was it. Keith Byers was the best running back they had. Yeah. Because it was like Mark Higgs, Sammy Smith, Bernie Parmalee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Bernie Parmalee. Now, was he um, there with Ricky Williams? No. No, he retired. No, Ricky Williams was there with Tony. Uh, Pagan, what's Tony Sperano and Ronnie Brown and, uh, and Chad Hennington? I thought he had an overlap, but oh uh, no, um, it it was somebody before Chad Hennington. It Number wasn't Feeder. Feeder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay Feeder. Yeah, yeah, Jay Feeder. Yeah. I just now. There's one more person that I think we're missing in football that if he played in today's NFL, I'm trying to think of it. Um, I think John Elway would be interesting in this day, day and age also. Yeah. Or Montana. Yeah, now, yeah I, but I'm, I'm just thinking of guys who had a lot of attempts plus arm strength. Yeah, And I'm not saying it. Montana didn't have a lot of arm strength, but he wasn't on the level of Marino and Elway. Well, no, see, and the, thing with Barry, the thing with Barry is interesting because it's – his style versus the defensive style of today, you know, against all these pass happy defenses, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're prepared. They're spread all across the field because they're so used to playing against passing teams. You put a guy like Barry Sanders and I brought up a guy like Larry Zonka or a guy like Mike Allstott. Well, like, who, like uh, Mike Rapogel said though, Allstott half of things Allstott did would be called back. Yeah. He lowered his yeah. head too much. Like he, he, he have a lot of personal fouls on him. Like if if you were able to train that out of him and he were like raised in the current football climate and join the league 
um, at uh, 22 years old. I mean, shit, I don't know who would tackle him because Derrick Henry is the biggest running back out there, and he doesn't run like his body. No. Right. Mike Allstott runs like his body. Yeah. He's a bruiser. What about Christian Okoye? Yeah, I mean, I think we're splitting hairs. I mean, same person. Basically, yeah, I think yeah. Okoye might be a little faster. Now, if, if you want to transition over to basketball, I mean, you, you plop Larry Bird into today's league. Yeah, green, yeah, green, yeah, light, green light Larry. And th- then on top of that, you have to remember the NBA didn't have the three-point line until 1979, which is rookie year, I believe. Right. Or right. the year before his rookie year. No, I think his rookie he, year was 79. Yeah. So he didn't even like train for the three-point line. Imagine, yeah. like I said with Allstott, if he had come up in this basketball climate, has been mm-hmm. shooting threes his entire life, and then yeah. you bring him in at 20 years old and say, green light. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Bert would scorch it. Reggie Miller um, with a green light? Oh, Rex yeah. Chapman, Rex Chapman with a green light? Mm-hmm. Peja Sarakovich? Peja? I mean, like, people that it's like, yeah, go ahead and shoot 10 a game. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they kill it. Um, there's another person too. I think, I think if you take a young prime Arvidas Sabonis, the one that played in Russia, put him in today's NBA, I think it'd he'll be, be lethal. It'd be Jokic. Yeah, yeah. We'd be talking about. I mean, that's what that's who I compare Jokic to is like a yeah. a, a mobile Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's stories like there, I don't know if y'all saw, but there's a documentary and it had uh Joseph Petrovic in it and he was talking about Arvidas Sabonis and they were like they said he was Jordan in Europe before Jordan became a person. Yeah. They said he just I, took over games. He can dribble, he can shoot, he can pass, and he's like seven two. I was just thinking Vladi Divac would be more relevant today than he was yep. back then. And he was super he relevant would. back then. And yeah. I would also say Eddie Jones would have bumped himself up a level on the NBA list. Yep. Yep. Because of his ability to score, shoot the ball, drive the basket, play D de- like Eddie Jones is a complete player. Yeah. Who probably Absolutely. had a little more to offer in this style of basketball than he did in the older style of basketball. Now, um, and I think Mitch Richmond would also bump himself up. Yep. In this he style would. of basketball. On the flip side, what if you took uh, Rajon Rondo and put him back in the 80s? He'd be fine. Yeah. You know, because he can't shoot, but they they didn't expect guys to shoot back then. He would just feed the big man, run the offense, play defense. He'd basically do what he did with the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Won him a championship. Yeah. Rajon Rondo can play in any time period. Yeah. So tell me this. So if you put Rajon Rondo as a starting point guard, with the Knicks, do you think that would get them over the hump against Jordan? No, no, absolutely not. I, I think Mike finds a way. Who's going to guard Mike? <laughs> Who's going right? to guard Scotty? Right. Who Who's going to stop Dennis from doing whatever the fuck Dennis does? That's true. Uh, the three headed monster. That's that's fifteen. That's uh that's eighteen fouls on Ewing. Wennington, Wennington, Bill Perdue. And, and Longley and Will Purdue. Yeah, Will Purdue. Yeah. That's 18 fouls on Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Oakley and Rodman are basically a wash. Yeah. And then you have Mike and Scotty and whoever you feel like putting a point guard. Dude, Knicks had Charles Smith as a small forward at one point. And then they switched to Anthony Mason. Yeah, just it's not wow. happening. Yeah. Now, the, the, uh, the last answer I want to get to uh, before we move on is. What if you took P- Pistol Pete 
and dropped mm-hmm. him in today's league. Yeah, he'd be fine. Would he average the 40 that he averaged in college? No. I don't think anybody's averaging 40. Yeah. I said about I th- 28, 30. It, depend- it yeah. also depends what kind of team. Are you making him do an AI situation where he's the guy? Are you putting him on a team that's, you know, relatively well assembled? Like, where are we putting him? Let's say you put him on Cleveland. Because Pistol Pete was a basketball player. Yeah. So if you put him if you put him with players around him, he's going to get in where he fits in and play basketball. You, you put him on Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell with Evan Mobley. Oh, I think I think Ooh. they're sharing the ball, and I think he's probably going to average twenty five to thirty two somewhere in there, but probably also ten to eleven assists a game. So, what coach would you pair Pistol Pete with? Like, let's say for instance, I'm thinking if you put Pistol Pete with this with the Steve Kerr and how they run their offense, that'd be lethal. Any coach or a current coach? A current coach. Let's say current coach okay. of today. Pop. I'd rather I'd prefer a set it and forget it coach because that's like having a quarterback on the field. That's like having a, another coach out there. I got you. Okay. So what I, about- I would I would possibly Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers kind of deals with um, personalities more than he does X's and O's. What about yeah. Donald uh, Dorian's clone, Mike Brown? <laughs> You know, I don't know. I think what Mike Brown's doing is special, and he's kind of yeah. built that team. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Mike Brown caught a lot of shit for coaching LeBron, which is yeah. absolutely stupid. So did yes. Dave Blatt. So did, yeah. like, the only person that really didn't was Spolstra. Yeah. I mean, um, so I don't know. I have yeah. no problem with Mike Brown at all. I felt yeah. bad for the – he got a raw deal in Cleveland. He did. And plus, uh, Pat Riley protected Spolstra. Spo, he, he, he didn't let the media attack him. Like he, if he had to step up and say things that that's gonna against LeBron, he would if he had to. In Cleveland, um, the owner didn't do that because pretty much LeBron ran the Cavs. Yeah, well, that, that's also why that team cratered. I'm trying to think of somebody else who would flourish. You know, Dan Marley would Ooh. probably be looked yeah. looked looked at differently in today's NBA too. Yeah, yeah, he would. And you know, Charles Barkley's on every top 50 list yeah but i don't know if he wouldn't slide up a couple spots he would because of his attitude and skill set yeah like who who's gonna stop chuck from doing chuck shit in the nba today nobody nobody not even Draymond. not not what nope because chuck chuck's the original draymond chuck would eat draymond yeah Yeah. like yeah you this the student won't become the master in that situation i'm sorry right um so I just I don't know. I'm trying not to use like my generational bias, or it's like these are the people I grew up with. I'm really try- <laughs> no, I'm really trying to put some thought into it and be like, who, who could like own this era? And I just think there's a long list of people from the 70s, 80s, and 90s who would be a completely different monster mm-hmm. in the, with this rule set. Bill Walton. <sighs> you know, I don't know. What about Abdul Rauf? Yeah. Rod Strickland too. Yeah, a lot of the point guards. A lot of the point guards would be bumped up because of their ability to shoot outside. Yep. I mean that's that's why Stockton was so successful. Not only was he just a master passer, but he had a shot. So you had to respect every single one. Right. Yeah, but John John Stockton had an excellent shot selection though. Like he he almost didn't want to do it until he had to, and then when yeah, he did, right. it's just like splat. Yeah, splat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I got one that's, for you guys. that's what the, the league of today is missing is 
good shot selection. Sorry, Dorian, go ahead. Absolutely. No, oh no, no, you're right. Something said, okay, take take away what Jordan did to him. What about a person like Craig Elo, who's six seven, who can hit the three? He oh. was a pretty good defender. That just brought me to Mark Price. Yeah. Oh, Mark, Mark, Mark Price. Mark, yeah. Mark Price would be like on the Steph Curry level uh in, in today's game. But I you know, I don't know much about Craig Elo. I didn't pay too much attention. All I know is that the shot of him looking like he's about to start crying after Mike drilled that shot and jumped in there. <laughs> right, because he was an all-star. And people yeah. forget, like he was an all-star back then too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm he'd probably bump himself up a level too. I really think a lot of the eighties and nineties, seventies, eighties and nineties yeah. guys are going up a level because of the way the mm-hmm. rules are nowadays. Yeah. I agree. The difference in technical fouls, the difference in shot selection, the difference in mm-hmm. coaches allowing you to take these shots, right. the yeah, amount of the possessions thing. a game. Guys like you know Rick Mahorn and Billy and Beer could not play in today's league. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. Absolutely not. No, you got to be dirty, sneaky like Rodman was. Yeah, yeah. You, those guys didn't care. They just smash you and sit there and look at you and wait for the whistle to blow. Like they didn't. They right. didn't give a shit. Rodman was a snake. Rodman was. Yeah. Taunt you and grab you and tug you and act like he's fallen to take you out and yeah, yeah. No, that was that was fun to watch though. I forgot who it was, but I think it was John Sally. Someone said that they heard Rob Robin tell another player he was like he was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna suck your dick during halftime." He was like, "What? Hey, <laughs> hey dude, you, you never know, bro. bro <laughs> that's right the, that was the end of that dude for the game. I guarantee you. <laughs> end of that dude. <laughs> that that's the thing about Robin, like whatever it takes to win." I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. He would say anything. I don't care. <laughs> I, I I'm like, what the fuck did you say? Oh, he just scored. <laughs> uh, that Robin, man. Well, I mean, would you want to touch him the rest of the game? Like, are you no. really boxing him out? No. Nope. He... <laughs> no, he would get off on that. We're afraid of what might happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, like, I mean, yeah. Different, different kind of cat. <laughs> <laughs> One more Sandlot Sports. Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports Twenty One.